Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Beyond the Pain, a place for parents of estranged adult children to find peace and healing. In each episode, I hope to share stories to help you during some of your darkest hours, to bring this out of the shadows and stop being ashamed, then to build you up and inspire you to love yourselves even more. Welcome back to my interview with Sherry, a estranged mother um, who is sharing her story with us. So, Sherry, uh, welcome back, and I appreciate, again, you being here. So let's continue where we um, where we left off. He, the only person in the family he's talking to is my youngest son, which he would never have anything to do with before. You know, my, my husband used to be a karate instructor. Right. And at this, this karate school over in Portland, and so I got my boys involved into that karate school. And Lauren became a karate instructor in that school. And then as soon as he got involved in the school, he set it up so Alan couldn't go there anymore. Uh. His brother completely out. Everywhere he went, he did that. Right. And now all of a sudden, he's acting like he's Alan's best friend. So I don't know what's going on there. My son doesn't know what's going on there, to be honest. Uh, I tell him, be careful. Right. But, you know, it was tearing me up so bad at the beginning when he would tell me, you know, what Lauren was saying or what Lauren was doing or how he was looking. Um, do you want to see pictures? Uh, I told him, I, I can't know. I can't yeah. know anymore. I, I, he doesn't want me involved in that part of his life. It will always be Lauren. Right. Uh, he'll and even if he changes, I would if I seen him, I would respect him and call him a her if that's what he wants. But he'll right. always be my little boy. Right. Yeah, that's that is that is so difficult to keep the, especially when you have multiple kids. You know, just like we did. You know, we have my son. It was with with me and my wife. This is my second marriage, so it's a hers, mine, and ours. So my son, her oldest daughter, and our daughter together. Not neither one of us ever thought of any of them as stepkids. They were they were our kids, right, you right. know. Um, but when the estrangement happened with my son, that's one of the things I I I begged him in the beginning. Don't let, for regardless of what's going on with us, please don't let this come between you and your sisters you know keep in touch right. with them we don't we don't we can work our stuff out later whatever just please don't do that and it happened anyway you know so right. it, it's 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 troublesome um you know and and we were talking a little while ago you and i about other people 
um, talking, you know, knowing what was going on and, you know, you feel this, I know for me, you know, you feel this shame that what in the heck did I do to deserve this? Um, right. And nobody, I mean, people mean well, I think for the most part, most of the time, some don't, but most of the time I think they do, but unless they've been through it, they really don't understand. It's not necessarily something you've done. You know, I'm sure there are some parents and some that you've dealt with that probably deserved it, but for the... My my I'm biggest thing is <laughs> right. My biggest thing, and I've always said to people in the group, and and I, I'm sure I've said it on the podcast, is is as long as you haven't physically, sexually, or mentally abused them, you don't deserve this. You know, yes, you can be mad at me. You can tell me I'm a dirty, rotten, whatever. Uh, okay, but. This is just torture, you know, when you're going through yeah. it, obviously. You have Especially no... Since he'd, never, he'd never said anything rude. I mean, we, we didn't fight. He was a right. mama's boy. We did, there, was, there was no... I mean, you could see him being pulled away. Now, she would start fights, like, a couple of times. Like, one time, uh, they came over to our house, and Lauren took her husband, and they went out back to talk about something. And she just started screaming at me and yelling at me. And I'm just like, what problem, you know? And she says, you do this, you that, you canceled on me. I'm like, okay, the first time I took my dog to the bed, the second time I took my dad to the hospital. And the third time I was puking and ended up in the hospital. It happened. So she has this, she has this, if you make plans, you have to be there, period. No, no, it's, it's written in concrete. Someone yeah. will die if you don't go there. Um, and she's right. In probably five years, I canceled three times on her. Yeah, but that's life. It happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just, it was bizarre. And then one time she freaked out on me. It was over the house. Yeah. And I was trying to get them to come up for Christmas with the family because we had always done that. I was right. always the one doing the family uh, get-togethers. And... um Lauren, Lauren told me, you have to talk to her, mom. You have to apologize to her. I'm like, apologize to her for what? What did I, what? What do I have to apologize to her for not get, selling us the house? And I'm like, you backed out. Well, the, what, whatever your reasons were, you backed out. I would have given you that house if I could have, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, and so I ended up talking to her and I said, well, I'll apologize to her. I'll apologize that she feels the way she does. Right. That's how I apologize. I'm sorry you feel the way you do. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that went over like a lead balloon. So. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, And I think it was uh, that shortly after that, she took off with some guy. And then he still doesn't know I know. And the only reason why I know for sure is because I tricked his sister into telling me the truth. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, because she thought I knew because I was talking like I knew, but I, you know, I, I was always able to read my kids until, till now, till him. Yeah. Came into the family. <laughs> mm. Well, so I think you've touched on it a little bit, but with 
um, other like friends or family when they would ask about your son and the fact that, you know, it would be obvious to them probably that things were going on. How would you deal with that? Well, one thing, as soon as he got with her, he started separating. He wouldn't come to family gatherings. Yeah. So they were, you know, I, I was honest with him, you know, he doesn't want to come. He, you know, he would literally call the house to make sure no one was coming up so that they could, when they would come over, you know, the last time I seen both of them was uh, in uh, March, right after the pandemic hit, she worked in nursing homes. uh, Mm. And so it was after they found out what was going on in the nursing homes and stuff. And it was Mother's Day, and they came up here. And the first thing she does is go in and hug my mom and dad, who are elderly. Oh, good. My father died. Yeah. And uh, comes through the house, comes in here and sits down in my art room. This is my art room. Um, And she uh, proceeded to say she's been exposed to COVID, and she hopes none of us die. Uh, When you just went. What did you just say? I mean, it's. And all I'd ever been is nice to this girl. You know, I taught her how to drive a car. I taught her how to ride a bike. I taught her uh, how to shoot a pistol. I fought um, for her when she came here because she pretended to not know how to do anything because she was so privileged in Peru. Yeah. Bye. I know I was, um, I was very close with, uh, you probably heard with my daughter-in-law, when they um when they got married i mean we're very close we talked all the time and um you know so it was it was a real shock when things went down the way they did and i think the best way to relate it for me anyway was yes i think the initial stuff that happened was around her and then then my son got triggered by something and sparked some memory that he had that I never knew about when he was little. And, and that kept him silent for two and a half years, you know? Um, so, uh, and I didn't know that until just before we reconciled and, and now we're, while technically we're not estranged, we're strained, you know? Um, a lot of the stuff that's gone on here, you know, here in the world, the last couple of years, we we disagree on things related to that. And uh, yeah, I I have a, a disease called I. The reason why I had so much trouble with my back is because I had a tumor in my spinal cord that they ended up having to go in and remove. Oh, and goodness. then I also have a, another neurological disease, uh, which probably made me a little absent as a parent because they didn't know what was going on back then they often told me it was in my head (laughs) until obviously they found out where it was you you, you've talked about you know your doctor gave you some antidepressants in in your uh in your podcast because i i listen to all your podcasts i i've been i've been listening to podcast all kinds of podcasts so uh Antidepressant. Um, I did. I did end up going into my doctor, and I happened to get put on some antidepressants. Yeah. Uh, because I, I, all I was doing was crying. My yeah. husband didn't know what to do. Uh, I mean, all I could do was cry. You know, I would just. I'm surprised I'm not crying right now. I, I, I have my tissues here, so I was prepared. Just right. 
cry my eyes out because whenever yeah. I even bring up his name, my eyes start watering. So, so she had to put me on a, a really big, strong one. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it does seem to be helping. Uh, I never thought I would be one through everything I've worked through in my life. Right. I never thought I would need antidepressants, but here we are. I mean, and, between and my youngest kid doesn't get it. No, no. Well, between, like we said, between, um, you know, the estrangement and then all of the stuff, both the pandemic related stuff and the political stuff that's gone on here the last couple of years, the fact that you can't, you're so separated from everybody, you know, um, no wonder. And then you I, got, you know, my, my husband's daughters and ex-wife were all very close. We all yeah. get together for Christmas. We all get together for Thanksgiving and birthdays, you know, luckily my husband was estranged from his two daughters. Talking about estrangement, let's go back a little bit more. When my husband was 17, his parents that adopted his, wait, he considers his real parents. Right. That adopted him. Um, he had some issues with, he got into some fights. He was very angry as a teenager um, because he, he grew up in Portland and you had black group. You had sure. your white group. They were still even doing segregation uh, with the bathrooms and stuff when he was going wow. to school in Portland. And my husband was Mexican. Oh, goodness. So, and there wasn't Mexicans around then. Right. Now, this is in the 50s, 60s. Right. Uh, and so um, he, he had, so he was very angry. And so he ended up moving out when he was like 17 from, from his parents. And he didn't talk to them. He was a straight, he estranged himself from them for probably three or four years until his first wife convinced him to speak with his parents and brought them all back together. Right. Uh, because she did, you know, she did, she wanted her husband to, 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 to know, be with his family. Isn't that a switch? And so, which, which is what most women would do, I would think. Right. I would be the same way. Um, and then, um, so he, and they were going to get married. And uh, they got married. He grew up in the Lowerhurst area. Um, and so he, uh, back then you had to be one or older to get married as a man. Oh, wow. And so, and, and so when they got married at 20, um, she didn't have to have permission because a girl could get married at 18 back then without permission. But the state law in Oregon was if you were a man and you were 21 or younger, you had to get a signature from your parents. So that was another uh, motivator for him to communicate with his family so he could get their signature uh, yeah. so that they could get married. Wow. And so that was the, that was the first estrangement. And then when um, me and him got married, I was young, but I had already been living on my own for a couple of years. I had gotten emancipated at a young age, yeah. but my husband was 30. Yeah. So um, originally, I, you know, I moved in with him because I had no place to go, but it kind of developed from there. <laughs> and we ended up getting married and having a child when I was 18 and so she wasn't very happy with that, which is understandable. I, if right. I had an ex-husband and he was marrying a 16-year-old, 
I would probably have a little issue with that myself. You know, I, I understand that. At the time, I didn't understand it. Oh, no. I was looking for security, you know, and I was, and, and he gave me that. Right. And so um, he was estranged from his two daughters from for probably almost 16 years. Wow. Uh, Lauren, at, when Lauren was born at one years old, we went to go pick the girls up for our time with them to spend the first summer with us because uh, the courts had given him permission to have, since they were teen, they were becoming teenagers, mm-hmm. that um, he could have more time with them and she didn't like it. So she, uh, when we went to go pick them up, the house was empty. We didn't know where they went. Mm. Down to California. And then he ended up, uh, had an idea where at they were in California because her parents were down there. Right. And so he started driving truck and seeing them playing out in the field. And uh, that's where we found them. And so we would stop by there. So he just happened to see him playing out in the field. Wow. From a truck stop. Wow. Uh, but he had been looking for them. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, he, he knew they were in that area. So he had been right. watching for them. Um, and so uh, ended up moving. We had lived in another state, ended up moving back to Oregon. And they moved back to Oregon when um, Shalina and Elisa were adults. Shalina had just gotten out of the army and Elisa had two twins. Two twins. She had twins. Um, and um, we've seen their name in the phone book. And uh, we've been all connected since then and Lauren was 16 at that time wow wow they always knew about them yeah always knew about them so yeah so there has been a lot of estrangement I guess in the family I just never thought it would happen to me because as crazy as my mom you know my mom and my family is uh as much dysfunction as there was my mom's siblings always took us kids in her parents always I mean she she didn't get rid of us. Like my husband's biological mother actually sold him for $10,000. Wow. And his brother. Oh, goodness. Wow. Yeah, and that's a whole other story. That's I'll a whole bet. other story. I'll bet. I'm but sure, yeah, so. you know, depending on, you know, the way he is, that certainly had a lot to, you know, had some effect on him growing up and, you know, even to this day, I'm sure. So, yeah, I mean, we promised and we talked about it that that would never happen. As a matter of fact, last time I seen Lauren, um, he promised me he wasn't going to do this. And then, of course, he changed his phone number and cut me, changed his name legally and everything. Yeah. He's mm. going by some Esmeralda or something like that now. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, I wouldn't condemn, I mean... I would have liked as a mother because we were very close. I would have liked to have at least been. You'd have had been able to I mean, have some no, conversation. Kid out. Yeah. I mean, I made the mistake one day of telling him. Uh, this is before I knew he was going the transgender route, but I, he came over here and, and he, he, he told me, cause I found out that he was bisexual from everybody blowing my phone up. Cause he put it on Facebook. Oh, jeez. Everything See, has I to be on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> I had gotten off Facebook probably 
about five years ago um, at his urging because, you know, Facebook can hurt people without it realizing, you know, family can oh, yeah. involve people and share things without realizing they cut out someone else. Yeah. You know, so Lauren had never gotten on Facebook. He was, he, I mean, he had his thing on there only so he could stay connected with like his students from karate or, right. you know, um, he was also, he did fencing, uh, and he was, you know, he was avid camper. He was an avid, you know, all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden now he's not. Gave up karate, gave up everything. Yeah. Hmm. Well, so how about, I know for me, um, especially early on, um, you know, uh, as, as you've listened, um, but I know for me early on, the emotional stuff just got physical almost, you know, the, it turned into such physical pain at times. Did you, I mean, obviously you have some tools in the toolbox professionally, but it's a whole different story when, when it's you, <laughs> you know, did you experience anything like that? I I am losing hair. I've got several bald spots on my head. Um, and it's actually kind of painful uh, oh, how wow. it's happening. Uh, doctor has no explanation. Um, my chest hurts a lot. Uh, yeah. I, I start having panic attacks going into town or into public. Uh, my son was here. My youngest son came and stayed the night here uh, a few days ago. And it seems like him and I uh, were fighting over stupid, stupid things. And I'm taking everything personal, I, I'm finding. And I, I'm trying to figure out how to not do that. And we had a, a, a conversation um, because he, he can't figure out why I'm so upset over his brother. I still have him, you know, um, and uh, I don't think kids really understand uh, until they have children, maybe, that it's like a piece of me is gone. Right. I, you know, and all I can do is dig in the back of my head and and. Back of my head, you know, all my mistakes. I I grew up in a family of a lot of drinkers and a lot of partiers, and I was never that. Uh, right. I was the one that stayed at home, and everybody dropped their kids off with me. Yeah, yeah, me too. You know, um, I, all the neighborhood kids were at my house because, to be honest, I was very paranoid about my kids going places because I didn't want anybody to mess with them for one. Right. Um, and one time my youngest son went to a uh, slumber party and uh, it was uh, this woman who was in a relationship with another woman and the uh, they had broke up and the woman broke into the house during the birthday party while they were all in one room and went up in her bedroom and blew her head off. <gasps> oh my gosh. So, you know, I didn't even want him staying at 
anybody, especially anybody in my family. Right. Wow. Uh, I just didn't like it. So I, 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 I maybe I feel sometimes, you know, you hear about how kids are so much more coddled now that, you know, they don't, when I was a kid, I went out on my bike and I didn't come home, you know, wherever I was living at the time. Right. Sometimes I didn't even come home, you know, I just stayed at yeah. a friend's house or, you know, nobody knew where I was most of the time. Um, so my kids to go somewhere was difficult. Very. My husband would have to literally say, you, you have to let them go. Yeah. Well, you know, um, Take you know, you, you had, quiet. you had your abuse and then you had, you know, obviously that horrific instant incident, my goodness, I just can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, well, it there's a right across the street from us. Yeah. Well, there's another lady in the group who actually I was friends with before she became estranged from her kids. And I had become estranged from, from my child. And we, you know, me and some other people started this group. And um, then I saw a post from her um, one day and it sparked me to have a conversation with her. But my point is um, she um, she's been in the group for a little while. I've known her for four or five years online. She she's losing her hair, too. She she has a similar thing. So I'm sure I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but I'm sure stress plays a huge part in it you know, of, of that kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, and then these last couple of years, I don't know if you've had the pleasure of having, uh, COVID, but my wife and I have twice. Um, and, um, I, I understand that that's some of the stuff too. We haven't had that. Oh, I actually take that back. My wife, she's always kind of, um, not lost a lot of hair, but she's it's longer than it ever has been in her lifetime um now and um since she had covid she noticed more of it coming out so so it's definitely an issue between that and stress and you know um it, it's it's a crazy thing so um and all that stuff i mean as i'm sure you've told your clients and patients over the years a lot of that stuff translates physically you know um in the strangest ways sometimes so i know with with me like i said i was never given a well until we finally got back together i was never given a reason why why it happened why the estrangement happened you know it just one day you're there and the next day you know, it's, you're done. And, um, you know, I know you've touched on it a little bit. Um, and it sounds kind of like, I mean, not to throw fuel on the fire, but it kind of sounds like he's, you know, taking some of your life following in some of your life in order to, I don't know what, you know, to make you remember, make you, make you worry that, <laughs> that they're, you know, infiltrating, I, I don't know, but, um, yeah, 
I just don't it, think it is, it's bizarre how he's done it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely different. I mean, typically yeah. when a kid follows in a parent's footsteps, it's because they admire or they look up to them, not right. It just, I mean, it just he and him and I were very close. He was always very protective of me. You know, if him and his him if his dad and I ever got into a fight, it didn't matter. He was on my side. As a matter of fact, when Lauren was three years old, it was uh, Alan was born, and um, he wanted me to send Larry and Alan away and divorce him. At three years old, he wanted me to do that. Wow. So I mean. Like, you know, in, in your podcast, you talk about thinking back, you know, you start raking your brain for, you know, what yeah. did I do? What happened? What happened? Um, Lauren assured me that he was not abandoning me. And when he said that to me, he said, he said, I said, son, I'm just worried that you're going to, you know, abandon me. Uh, I, I, I have abandonment issues. You know, I've been abandoned by my mom. I've been abandoned by my dad. You know, right. It's it. I've had a lot of issues. The only person that has ever been there every day is my husband. Um, and which everybody told me he was going to abandon me because he was too old. Right. Um, but we obviously didn't fit the norms. But yeah, I. he told me he wasn't going to do that and that he had ba- abandonment issues. And at the time, I, I didn't connect that. And, I'm, and now I think back, who in the hell abandoned him? That boy right. lived in the same house his whole friggin' his life. He went to the same schools. He knew the same friends. Uh, and now he tells me that his best friend that she cut out of his life right at the very beginning um, is a bully. It's wow. like, no. It's part of that rewriting, rewriting history. Of, right, of the past. And those two were two peas in a pod. You know, those yeah. two were always together. So again, I'd like to thank Sherry for coming on and sharing her story. Um, I know sometimes that's not easy to do, but I really believe that it will be beneficial for others out there to hear another perspective. On that note, if any of you guys out there would like to come on and share your story, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at beyondthepainpodcast at gmail.com. Also, please feel free to share my podcast with anyone so again try to remember to live beyond the pain Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.